Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate Laney, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Slippery When Wet. By Bon Jovi. So, uh, lay the facts on us, Laney. Okay, this album came out in 1986. It went 12 times platinum. There are 10 songs, and it is only 44 minutes long. Yeah, I, I like that it was shorter, because... Mm-hmm. You can only have Bon Jovi, or John Bon Jovi, John bon scream Joe. at you for ever so long until it becomes unbearable. So, uh, <laughs> first things first, I'm going to shout out all of our, um, you know, platforms. Uh, on Twitter, you can reach us, TDMPod, T-D-M-P-O-D. Um, we now have an Instagram. Uh-oh! Uh, if, I think it's just the Diamond Mind Podcast, if I'm not wrong. Yes, it is. Just the Diamond Mind Podcast, just straight up. No spaces, no caps. No spaces, no caps, no underscores, no dots, no nothing. And we'll be posting on there every single time that we have a thing that's coming out. So that's that'll be there. Uh, you can follow us there. Um, we have a YouTube that exciting things are going to happen on there soon. Exciting things, p- potentially in the next couple podcasts. <laughs> we have a lot um, of ideas. Uh, video ideas, maybe some new cool things happening in the podcast, maybe a new little recording area or something, you know what I'm saying? So, uh... It's a cave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going in recording in a natural cave. It's the roof. So, um, yeah, just be excited for that, and, uh, you can see us there. We have new things coming out there, so, uh, I think that's all that I have to shout out if you want to get started. Right now, unless you have something to say. No. <laughs> Okie doke. Well, the first song is Let It Rock. And uh, the the first sounds you hear, it sounds like you're entering into Dracula's castle, dude. I wrote the same thing down, but it had a little bit more of, like, pizzazz to it. So uh-huh. it reminded me of Rocky Horror Picture Show, where they go into, like, the haunted castle, but mm-hmm. then it's, like, Frankenfurter or whatever. Yeah. Um... This Wild stuff. Some, some some hard rock, some heavy sounds. Mm-hmm. Not not like 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 that kind of heavy, but like the guitar. The guitar. It's very yes. heavy in guitar. Um, it's got the the very eighties, uh, the very stereotypical eighties like crowd screaming. Uh, the hook. Like I feel like that's a very eighties rock thing, mm-hmm. where you just instead of the artist singing the hook, it's like a bunch of people screaming it, and like yeah. <laughs> Uh, this song is fun, but it doesn't necessarily stand out to me in any way. That's kind of how a lot of these songs are, is that they're fun, but they're not, there's not much special except I mean, for like three or, three or four songs it's on It's 80s here. rock. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had the keyboard work with the synth kind of thing going, different sounds, all of that. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds exactly what you think an 80s Bon Jovi song would sound like. So, I don't know how else to describe it, but I could really see this one, like, when they went on tour for this album, this would be their show opener. Uh-huh. Like, this song, it, it just made so much sense to me. I can see it. It's probably why they have it. This is the first song on the album, probably. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> probably. Um, now that I'm thinking about this right now, I want to ask you, where do you look during the podcast? Like, where, because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot to look at in here. Where are you looking whenever you're talking and stuff? I don't know. I look at the boxes, I think, for the most part. That's so weird. Like, I've not thought about it, but, like, I basically just turn off my, like, processing my eyes and just think about what I'm saying. Like, I don't even... 
process that I'm looking at something. Um, yeah, it's either the notes <laughs> or the boxes. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I look at um, all the stuff that's on the shelf right there. All the all the board games and the Scooby-Doo and the Alien and such. Um, either way, uh, the next song is You Give Love a Bad Name. Super popular song. I've probably heard like, I have a lot to say about this song. Like half of these because of my mom. Because my mom was a... Is a product of the 80s. She wasn't born in the 80s, but she's a product of the 80s. Um, I don't like how he sings the verses in this song. Like, I think he sounds weird whenever he sings it, but I like the chorus. Like, the chorus thumps, but the verses make me feel weird. Okay, yeah. Um, and he really does scream the chorus at you like he means it, so... That's his thing, though. He just is screaming. always screaming. Yeah. Uh, but this song's okay. Mm-hmm. Just okay, though. Okay, so when this first came on, I told Nate that it triggered my fight or flight. <laughs> uh, this is the first song by Mr. John Bon Jovi that I ever knew. It was a 100% in my middle school playlist that I would always listen to. And I distinctly remember listening to it on the bus when we would go to basketball games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, and then so I went to Genius Lyrics, and it said, Songwriter Desmond Child had written the song, uh, If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man, for Bonnie Tyler. And if you don't know who Bonnie Tyler is, she sings Total Eclipse of the Heart and Holding Out for a Hero, which is in the movie Footloose. Um, But was unsatisfied with the chart performance, so he brought the music to Bon Jovi, and they rewrote it as You Give Love a Bad Name. It was released as the first single from the album, and became Bon Jovi's first of four number one hits on Billboard Hot 100. It was also a top 30 hit in several countries overseas, including the UK. In 2009, You Give Love a Bad Name was named the 20th greatest hard rock song of all time by VH1. Fun facts. That's all I have. (laughs) I I really like to, um, whenever you're done talking, I don't do it, I do it enough to make it, like, apparent, but I don't do it a lot. Like after you're done talking, I'll give it the awkward silence no, just to see, just to see if you'll say something. <laughs> and your reaction? What is that face? <laughs> Hold on, can you do that again for me? No. <laughs> no, I don't want it. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm not even gonna try to describe the face. You know, you're just gonna disappoint the viewers. I guess. You can't do it. It's all teeth, mouth corners are down baby that's it (laughs) the next song (laughs) is living on a prayer uh that intro is iconic the um this is probably my favorite bon jovi song um i really don't like 80s music i don't know how often we've said that on the podcast if at all but i don't like we've addressed yeah i don't like 80s music but bon jovi is not nearly as bad as some other artists that i really 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 don't like um, the song is just overplayed. Like, that's my biggest complaint, really. So it's overplayed, and it, maybe it's just, like, a little too long. If you want to, if I want to get nit, nitpicky, but I like this song. She's doing it to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you don't like 80s music, and you don't like country music. I really hope we have an 80s country album on here. Is there... What is what is 80s country? Who's who's an uh, 80s country artist? Dolly came out with albums, I know for sure. 
Yeah, but she's not know, like... I don't know who was generated in the 80s. I know, like, classic, and then I know, like, 90s country. Hold on, I'll look up 80s country, and right. you can speak. I have a decent amount to say about this one, too. Okay. So, this is the second Bon Jovi song that I ever knew, and it was also on that same middle school playlist. Um, I will say that I used to absolutely just smash the song on Guitar Hero. Absolutely <laughs> obliterate it. Put me on that easy... I got you. <laughs> I hit him with the red, green, yellow. It's, every time it does the whoa, 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 that's how you hit it. Every time uh, it's just on that and that's it. That's every awesome. single time. Um, let's see. So, this was, again, this was a number one uh, Billboard hit. And it unexpectedly re entered the Billboard Hot 100 on November 21st, 2013, in the 25th spot. And it re-entered the charts after a 2009 video of the Baltic Celtics basketball fan Jeremy Fry dancing to the rock anthem at Boston's TD Garden. And it was re-uploaded to YouTube with 11 million new, like, new views. And the video propelled the 1980... This is 1987, but the album came out in 86. Whatever. Anyway, so I put it back on the charts, which is really fun. And I will say that the last two songs, Living on a Prayer and... Um, you Give Love a Bad Name, and One Dead or Alive, and even, I think, um, oh, they have a really, another really popular song I can't think of off the top of my head. They get really overplayed, especially on this classic rock radio station that I listen to, John Boy and Billy. Judge me all you want. That's what it's called. Or that's John the, Boy and Billy? Oh, is that the one where I go in there and they're always telling, like, horrible jokes? Yeah. <laughs> it's on, for us, it's on 103.5, that's a radio station. But, yeah. So, the top ten country artists of 1980, according to theboot.com. <laughs> the boot. Dwight Yoakam at ten. I don't even know what he sings. Um, he Hank Williams Jr. at nine. He was in the 80s. Reba McIntyre at eight. Reba! Uh, Randy Travis at seven. Uh, I like too, too Gone Too Long. That's a good song. Oh, Randy. Uh, or Too Long Too Gone Too... Yep. Too, yep. Roseanne Cash at six, uh, George Strait at five, um, The Judds at four. Have you never heard of them? Nope. The Oak Ridge Boys at three. Yeah, boy, there we go. Uh, Kenny Rogers at two. Oh, and oh. Alabama at one. The whole state of Alabama. Did they all start in the 80s, though? I don't know if it's 80s, but they had their, their I guess, their biggest stuff in the 80s. Okay, that makes more sense, because I was about to say, some of those have been It just said top ten country artists of the 1980s, so, like, that doesn't okay. necessarily mean they started in the 80s. Okay, that's, the, yeah, that list didn't make sense to me for that reason. I was thinking, like, that's when they Like, people that came, around. came to, for, like, yeah. popularity in the 80s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That makes sense, though. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Oh, dude. Something that, uh, this song, the Living on a Prayer, uh, something about that, mm -hmm. that is a very, um, wh how would I say it? A very karaoke friendly song. Oh, Laney just found the camera. Um, but like, if you go to any karaoke bar, sit there for maybe like 45 minutes, and there is 100 million percent going to be somebody that sings a Bon Jovi song. Most likely Living on a Prayer. Whoa, whoa, Just because it's so, like, easy to sing along to and to have, like, some, like, emotion in your voice and such. Uh, but, yeah. So, the next song, because <laughs> Lainey's just sitting here playing with the camera. Social. <laughs> Social disease. Uh, 
the intro is 100 million percent. That intro is 100 million percent just porn. Like, it, that's what it is, and Lainey liked it. No. I said I liked when the guitar came in. <laughs> Lainey said she liked the intro, and the intro was literally said, just porn. And then I said, wait, 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 I'm at the guitar, I'm at the guitar. I did not. Don't let her lie to you, viewers. Don't let Nate lie to you. He's, um, don't make me bleep this out. <laughs> the, the riff driving the song is fun, but the words aren't very fun. The, the words aren't the words aren't very fun, um, but I like the brass hits in the song. Lainey's turn. Good riff. Love social. Love is a social disease, and he's basically just saying he can't live without it. Next. Wanted dead or alive. Uh, this song Dead is another very, very popular song. Thank you, lady. <laughs> that's that's exactly what the song sounds like. Yeah, um, I know. I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that Western feel to it, to match the title. Um, you said Western, and my mind just... Woo! Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this song does not thump nearly as hard as the other popular songs on this album, but uh, it's just, it's just kind of repetitive and like doesn't really get at you, you know? I, I, I don't that, really like this song. That came out so summer. Get at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Lanny's turn. Also, what is all over you? What is that? What are you on about? You sure? It's red that? stuff all over me? What is that? I don't even know. It might have been where we were hanging the thing in the new recording space that's going to be coming out soon. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> we can talk more in detail about that later after we finish talking about the album in this podcast. Okay, Wanted Dead or Alive. Um, intro had some nice chimes. Uh, this really slows things down compared to the screaming we have. However, he still screams in this one. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. That was beautiful. That'll be honestly. our intro. That's a new intro. Okay, so I also looked it up in Genius Lyrics. So... Yeah. So the title of the song was considered as the album name, and I'm sitting in a different chair. It led to a photo that would be repurposed as the single cover. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. The song is about the life of a rock star, written in the perspective of a cowboy in the Wild West. The band stated that it was extremely easy to write the lyrics because every one of I just them lost the game. Sorry, continue. Every one of them is based upon their actual experiences as a band. That's it. Okie doke. I also have an article, but I can read that whenever. Okie doke. Um, yeah, this is just super repetitive. I didn't, I don't dig this song. I think this is probably like his worst, most popular song, if you I think this get what is, I'm saying by that. Yeah, I think this is when you asked me if they were considered metal, and I said absolutely not, but hard rock. I feel like that, like, I don't know. I feel like certain people that are classified as metal don't sound like metal to me. To be fair, I don't listen to metal, but uh, there's just, like, such a wide variety of people told, that are There's, like, metal. 20 subgenres of metal. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, the I guess they're not metal. If you say they're not metal, I'll take your word for it better than mine, because, I mean, I don't know anything about that. Uh, so this article basically talks about, like, hard rock in the 80s, that kind of thing. But it, the title of the article is How Bon Jovi Changed the World when, with Slippery When Wet. And it's on Observer. Um, 
So basically, you know, they talk about glam rockers like Motley Crue and Rat, and then it goes into saying Rat? how Rat, R-A-T-T. Who is Rat? Really? You've never heard of Rat? What are they saying? Just go listen to <laughs> Just go listen to them. <laughs> okay. I'll, just, I'll let you just go. I'll look, I'll look up Rat. Maybe I've heard one of their songs and just don't know who they are. Uh... Uh, but 1986 was a year of dichotomy in the rock world. The first wave of debauched hair bands was colliding with the thrash metal ascension. I talked mm-hmm. about that. Um, which countered decadent bliss with an antidote of reality during the politically callous era of the Reagan-Bush administration. Bands like Metallica and Anthrax delved into darker realms and broached topics like the ugliness of social inequality and the looming specter of nuclear war. Um, and then it says, basically, the keyboard-laced Bon Jovi found the perfect way to circumvent those two camps. Talking about, like, 80s glam and then, like, the darker themes. So that's how they have their hard rock sound. But they're still an 80s hair band, and I will never take that back. You can... Did you find rap? Uh, they sang, they sing Round and Round, which is their most popular song. But, um, I don't know that song, so I guess I'll have to listen to it after the podcast and see if I, I know it. I could play, like, play the chorus right now. Okay. Could you sing it to me? No, I know. I don't know the song. Why? I don't listen to rap. Well, I thought you'd heard of rap. I've heard of rap, but they're booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know rap. <laughs> and they're garbage. No. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't have the type of album, so. <laughs> this is what they look like. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They look exactly like a, I would think they would look. Mm-hmm. Like a band called Rat would look. I wonder if it stands for something. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard this song. I'll be It's uh, weird to me that KISS stands for uh um Keep it simple stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first word something in satanic service? Uh I don't know. I'm not a huge KISS fan. It's the first concert Lance went to. I know and he met him before or like he saw him in a bar before they were ever like big. Anyway, so I'll just play you a little like a little clip. Oh, that sounds so good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's... Okay, I might have heard this. Um, this could stay But it, sta- it stands for Knights in, satan- in Satan's oh, Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't remember what the first word was. I, ke- I kept wanting to say kids, but I know it's not kids. Um, <laughs> okay, that. The next song is uh, Raise Your Hands. Raise uh, your hands. This so- song sounds like the, uh, or the opening, not the whole song, but the opening sounds like Slow Ride by Fog Hat. The Slow Ride, take it easy, that song. Uh, just another stereotypical Bon Jovi song. I don't really know how to how else to describe him. He just screams at you with his little his little <laughs> like and his little guitar is has that exact filter on it in every single song. And then he has a guitar solo in most of them, and then it fades out. Yeah, they're very heavy on the guitar. Very, very heavy. Very, very formulaic. Like if he just perfectly followed this formula, and sometimes it would blow up, and sometimes it wouldn't. Except the one in Dead or Alive does sound a little different than the rest of his stuff. Yeah. So, apparently this was in the movie Spaceballs, which is like the parody of... Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. 
Uh, this song's just about rocking out, you know? And for some people, this is actually their favorite song off the album. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it kind of, okay. I, I can't remember what part of the song. I don't know if it was the chorus or one of the verses or something, but it reminded me of Jump by Van Halen. Now, I absolutely hate that song. With uh-huh. a burning passion in my heart. Why? I, I just hate it so much. I don't know if it's because it was overplayed or if it's just two 80s. I don't know what it is, but I hate that song. But Eddie Van Halen, I will say, incredible guitarist. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, yeah. But, so, nothing on him, but I just hate that song. <laughs> um, oh, but also, you know, like, they sang this entire album. At their concerts. They were like, yeah, yeah, this is so good. Like, let's just go through the entire... I mean, when you only have ten songs on the album, like, you can kind of afford to do that. Especially when, like, almost half of the songs on this album made it, like, pretty freaking big. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these songs just blasted the band to fame. Uh Uh-huh. So, wait, did they... Is this their, like, first big, big album? Or had they been big before and this one just kind of, like, extra blew up? I don't know. Um, but while she's looking this up, I'm going to talk about the next song. Uh, it's not their first album. The next song is called Without Love. I'm not a big song. I'm not a big fan of the song. It's kind of slower, more like sappy, not like slow, slow, but like. I think uh, it's their third album. Anyway. uh, Sorry. Uh, but it's got a sappier meaning and it's just John just screaming at me is not. It is not transferring that sappy meaning into me. Um, I also don't like the little three-note synth thing that happened throughout the song. And then they fade out at the end instead of just ending the song. And I hate, hate when bands just fade out at the end of a song. I think that's so cheesy and lazy and stupid. Like, how did they end it in the studio? How did they end it at the concert? Like, it just, I don't know. It leaves me unsatisfied when bands fade out. I think it's just so, it's just a cheesy, lazy way to end a song. I agree with you. Because that always made me think, like, because that used to be a popular thing, which is just fade out your songs like that. And I yeah. never, I never understood that. Um, I mean, it's just about looking for love and you have an empty feeling without it. I will say, this is for Corey. We got a new listener. Shout out to Corey. There is a line in there that says Lady of the Night. That one's for you, Corey, because we used to joke about that one a little bit. Lady of the Night? Like, specifically that phrase, or just Ladies of the Night? Lady of the Night specifically said It's like the third line of the song. How about that? Anyway, but the sound was immediately repulsive to me. Uh, (laughs) The lyrics aren't that bad, but the music is just that 80s love rock, and I absolutely hate that. It made me want to gag, so. (laughs) Understood. Next. The next song is called I'd Die For You, and I think I've heard this one before. Uh, I'm not sure. It also might just sound incredibly similar to something, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, but I'd like to read you a very stupid lyric from okay. this uh, from this song. This song says, Our love is like a hunger. Without it, we would starve. Now, how about you tell me, <laughs> without hunger, what does that mean? How, how would we starve without hunger? Because hunger is a product of starving. So without hunger, you have food in you. Therefore, you're... What? Therefore, you're not starving. But it's saying that if we weren't hungry, 
we would starve. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. What are you What are you talking about, Mister John? Listen. You make no sense, Listen. and you sound like you're screaming, and you look like Ellen DeGeneres. Um, <laughs> this is this is just a fun song, um, but it's just it, it's just Bon Jovi. Lainey's turn. You did him dirty. Yeah, he does kind of look like Ellen. I see some Ellen. She looks better than Ellen. She's looking at anyway. Ellen uh, is a beautiful woman. Okay. About <laughs> this is about the biggest things in a relationship, like commitment and trust. Uh, the keyboard and the guitar riff sound the exact same as another '80s song, and I cannot think of what song it is, and it's really bothering me. Maybe it's another Bon Jovi song. I don't know. It really mm-hmm. could be, but that's all I had. I didn't have much to say. That song was just meh, mediocre. Mediocre. It's a good summary of this album. Mediocrity. Yeah. Uh, Never Say Goodbye is the next song. This song is also another big song. Not, like, massive like the other songs, but this song is big. Um, I'd heard this one before. Bon Jovi made a comment about uh, losing things in the backseat of a car, and that made me incredibly uncomfortable. I audibly went, ugh, and Lainey giggled at me. But uh, I was sick of hearing Bon Jovi's voice, because... You can't get screamed at for 40 minutes and just enjoy it unless you're weird. I almost just said something bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is just definitely the kind of 80s song I don't like. The slow prom type garbage. That's fair. That's fair. So how do you feel about it, Lainey? I didn't write a lot for this one. I just said Inter sounded like all by myself. The song. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about days gone by, or like a high school sweetheart or something, you know, and nothing lasts forever. And it's honestly, it's just that, like, 80s prom song. It, it's just not for me. That That is very interesting that you said it sounds like All By Myself, because uh, it's almost like the co- chords are exactly that. Like, the All By Myself is, All By Myself. And the chords are just like, that exactly, but on guitar. That's very interesting, because... I didn't process that when you said that outside when we were listening to the song, but now that I'm processing what you said, it they are incredibly similar. Yeah, huh. yeah, they are. Is that just like a, I wonder if that's just a popular, this is just food for thought, you don't have to look this up or anything, but I wonder if that's just like a popular chord progression, or if one of them got inspired by the other, I don't know. Um, but the last song on this album is called Wild in the Streets. And uh, this man, yet again, is talking about doing things in the backseat of a car. It's like, that. I was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, but this chorus made me want to go deaf, because he just screams wild in the streets repeatedly at you. Like, there's no, no variety there. Um, I would count how many times he said wild in the streets, but then I'd have to experience this song again. Uh, his throat... 100% had to be raw. So, how do you feel about it, Lanny? I said, uh, it's about, like, small-town living. All the youngsters, you know, they run wild. Um, <laughs> someone made a comment that said that they think it's about when he was living at, in New Jersey, like, during his high school days or whatever, which yeah. makes perfect sense. And I think the song would have fit perfectly in the movie Footloose. I don't think it was in the movie, but if it wasn't, it should have been, because it, it fits the... I guess the... When was Footloose made? It's in the 80s. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. I wasn't sure, though. I can't remember. I can look it up real quick. Okay, well, while she's looking this up, um, I'd like to chat with you about our plans for the future. Actually, first, time out. Before you even look that up, where would you put this on the 1 through 92? It came out in 1984. Uh, higher than the 70s, mm-hmm. which is where it's at now on the list. Honestly, maybe 50s. I was thinking, like, my 60s, so, like, we're pretty yeah. close there. Yeah. Um, I probably just like 80s music less than you do, so um, that's probably why it's a little lower for me. But, viewers, uh, I want to talk more about what we have planned for the future that we were talking about earlier in the earlier in the podcast. So, um, we are lucky enough to have a room that we are turning into a recording space. And um, we're going to set it up with a sound foam and such and really get it decked out and done how we like it. Um, and we're going to have... Oh, did you guys just hear my mom put something in the microwave? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay. we're going to get a camera. Well, we have a camera. We're not going to get a camera. But we're going to take a camera and we're going to set it up and have actual face cam on our YouTube if you are any interested in that, seeing mine and Lainey's face when we talk and our gestures and, like, visual bits that we have. So, what are you doing, bro? I bought a ticket for a live stream and I'm not missing it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, we're setting up a uh, room. So, if you want to see those uh, face cam interactions and visual bits that me and Lainey have, you can see it on the... YouTube within maybe, I I, I'm not going to set up know. a specific time, but soon. A couple podcasts in the future, not exactly a couple, but some podcasts in the future eventually. Hopefully around like the first or second week of June. And it is currently, as as recording right now, it is May 15th. So Well, the day this comes out, it'll be May 16th. Okay, so... Uh, so, in a couple weeks. We'll see. Yeah, well, in a couple podcasts, most likely, we'll have a face cam going. Um, also, um, shoot, I was going to say... Oh, on the YouTube, we're also going to be coming out with, not skits, but kind of like vlog-type things, yeah. where we just kind of go and do something, and then I edit it down, and we just put it up there, and like... Um, have fun with it. So, uh, if you're interested in that, that'll also be on the YouTube eventually. There's no, like, set time for that. It's just whenever me and Lainey go out and do something, and I'm gonna put it up there so we can have things on the YouTube other than just the podcast, um, and maybe entice you to go to the YouTube a little bit more, you know? Um, so, there's that, and, uh, I think, I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say. Do you, do you have anything to say to the viewers? You know, guys, tweet at us, email Nate if you can find his email. I really wish I knew what podcast I said that in. What song have you been listening to lately? Because the song I've been listening to is In Between Days by The Cure. That's been stuck in my head for weeks, and it make, like it's in my head right now, and it's driving me crazy. Nate, you have a song that's been um, stuck in your head? I've been listening to the song Acid Rain by Chance the Rapper. Uh, it's off of his al- album, Acid Rap. I really like Chance the Rapper, but not not his newer stuff. Uh, Acid Rap is uh, probably my favorite album that he has. Uh, that is a very good song. 
if you enjoy things like that. So that's pretty much all I have to say. Wait, did you know the album cover is actually based off a picture he took of a crayon? Yeah, it's it's and it's scary how like accurate yeah, the picture is to the album cover. It's very detailed. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. That's that's pretty much all I have to say. So this has been the Diamond Line Podcast with Nate and Laney. We'll be back at you next podcast with Hootie and the Blowfish Cracked Rear View. Sounds like Bart Toast that I'm having a stroke.